We're in a series right now. Say this with me, whisper. whisper. I want to talk to you about the whisper of desires today. God speaks to us in many different ways, and uh, we're going to talk about one of his languages uh, this morning. And so I want to pray as we, we dive into the, the whisper, the language that God uses. It's not always like this. God speaks in various ways, the Bible says. I'm going to read that. But he speaks in this area of desire. And we're going to talk about that today. Maybe you've never thought about it. I believe that God wants to break chains off of people's lives so that you can be fully alive and operate in your God-given desires, what he's put inside of you that you've been fearful of possibly walking in. Because you're like, could this be of God? Well, it could be a God desire that he, he's been speaking to you. He's placed inside of you. Pray with me right now. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day and your wonderful church. I pray for every individual here right now that you would clear, as it were, all the, 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 the waves and all the, the, the clutter and all the, the, the noise out of the atmosphere, and we could now tap into the sound of, of all sounds, the beautiful, beautiful whisper of the Father that you would open our hearts, our ears to discern what that is of your voice, that, that, that voice of wisdom, that, that, that good, pleasing, perfect voice that comes down from, from heaven, Father. We just ask that you would move now by your spirit in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. let me say this, just because you don't feel him, God, or hear him, that doesn't really mean that he's not moving or not speaking. How many of you know if you have your radio off, it doesn't mean that radio waves are not going many, many stations, but you have your radio off, but it's happening around you. Just because you may not feel or hear, it doesn't mean that God's not moving or speaking. Because Just because uh, it could be anything, just because you don't feel something or experience something doesn't mean that something around you is not happening. Like right now, in this very moment, 9.54, on this day, uh, July 22nd, in this moment right now, things are happening all around us, and you may not have a clue uh, because you can't feel it, possibly. You, you, you probably don't feel it unless you got some kind of abilities that I don't or hear things unless you have abilities that I don't but that doesn't mean that something's not happening right now as we set in this uh, sanctuary something's happening this very moment this very moment you are on a planet that is traveling approximately 1,000 miles an hour it's happening right now just because you don't feel it or sense it, and you're not thrown against the wall going, doesn't mean that it's not happening. God has a way of moving. Sometimes we don't even know. Now, when man gets involved in a movement, you may very well feel that and experience it. I remember being at the fair as a young man, and my really good friend, 
got on that ride. You, you remember the ride that it had the swings connected to it? And all it did was go around in a circle, and it got faster and faster. And those swings that hung straight down, they started lifting and all this stuff. He felt that because as he went around, he started blowing chunks <laughs> He felt that. I mean, it was real, but just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that something's uh, not happening. Right now, the planet Earth is speeding through space at approximately 67,000 miles per hour. In any given day that you don't think that you're productive, and you're like, I really didn't do much today, you just traveled. 1,608,000,000 miles when you thought you was doing anything. And you say, I don't believe in miracles. Too late. You live in a miracle. How? How is this? So? Because of the creator and the maker, you live a miracle. And it's just absolutely amazing. God spoke this thing called creation thousands of years ago and it's still happening they they think the universe is still extending and growing why because the voice of God it is still active what he spoke thousands the voice of God is all around us his voice what he spoke thousands of years ago is still active today it's not like my words dropping to the ground his words doesn't drop to the ground his words doesn't return void when's the last time you thank God for keeping you in the orbit just stuck to the ground. If it wasn't for him speaking gravity, we'd be floating around. Just, woo, hey, Rod. Because of his voice, we have this thing called gravity. John 1, 1, 3 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, capital W, and the Word was God. That speaks of Jesus. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him, Nothing was made that was made. That word, that word, word, and the, 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 the Greek means logos. It's something said. God said it, and it happened, and it's powerful. Mark Batterson, if you aren't reading the book Whisper, I just, I encourage you to. The, the elders, most of them have read it, or, uh, and all those in um, those advisors too. And even Don, uh, we had a meeting with Don yesterday from Honduras and, and he's read, it's a great, great read. Uh, and we're in the series whisper because, uh, particularly I think people want to hear the voice of God. And this book is just amazing in understanding the voice of God and the languages of God. But in the book, and we have them out at bridges. If you want to pick one up in the book, it says, what we see today, Mark Batterson said this, what we see today he once said, his voice is all around us all the time. He is speaking. How many of you were here last weekend? Pastor Bob had that really cool antique radio up here, and, and that radio was on, but you wasn't really able to hear it until he tuned in on it, and, and it was a very cool sounding. But God wants to give us ears and a heart to tune into his voice. And he also wants us to be able to discern 
How many know there's lots of voices out there and there's lots of noise out there? It could be a wounded emotion that you hear. It could be a, a, a conscience that you hear. It could be something of the demonic. It could be all kinds of different things. God wants you to be able to discern his voice. His sheep know his voice. He wants you, you, to know his voice. And it's not like he wants to speak to you every 20 years. God wants to speak to you. He's a father that's very interested in your life. And sometimes we have to tap in and discern of what he is saying. Dr. Howard Gardner, he popularized a theory of multiple intelligence. And he talks about there in, in, in this theory that there's uh, kind of eight types of smart eight types of smart and he categorized it as word smart and music smart number smart picture smart body smart people smart self smart nature smart uh how many of you know what would you say that mozart is will you say that with me music smart if you know Ben Taves in the church, uh, he's one of our elders, advisors, he's the treasurer of the church. And if you've ever around Ben and Numbers, you know that he's what kind of smart? Numbers. numbers smart. I've been in meetings with him, and I'm like, you really like this number stuff, don't you? He's like, totally. I mean, he's all in when it comes to He's number smart. I think my wife is extremely people smart. Why do you say that today? Because we are all built differently with different personalities. I think we learn differently. We have different smarts and I think we hear differently. And if you think that God only speaks the way that I'm speaking to you right now, I think you're going to miss it. I think there's languages of God. We talked about it two weeks ago. One language of God that you, the, the highest language of God is his written word, the Bible, the infallible word of God. I mean, that is the voice of God. It is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. If you want to hear from God, read his word. I, 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 I never hear from God. I, I, I just never hear from God. Do you read his word? Well, 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 well. Listen, if you want to hear his voice, number one, uno, you need to be in his word. But he speaks in other different ways. The Bible says in Hebrews 1.1, it's going to be behind me, I think. It says, God, who at various times and in, look, 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 various ways spoke. Various ways. He speaks to us in different ways in times past of the fathers by the prophets. People learn differently. People hear differently. God speaks in various ways. One of these ways or language is that through desires through desires. One of my favorite Psalms in the Bible is Psalms 37. I love Psalms 37. And in that Psalms, it says this, delight yourself also in the Lord. And look, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that beautiful? Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I believe that God gives you your desires and he gives you your desires. He gives you the desires and he gives you the desires. He gives you, he puts the, 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 the desire, 
inside of you, where did the desire come from? That God-given desire, he put it in you, and as you delight in him, he gives you the desire of your heart. The desire first came from God. I'm not talking about sinful desire. I'm not talking about lustful desire. We're going to hit on that uh, in just a few minutes. I'm not talking about a greedy desire, an idolatry desire. I'm talking about a God-given desire. He puts it in you from the get-go. And as you delight in him, he gives you the desires of your heart. That thing that burns inside of you could possibly be there from the Father. You need to discern if it's the voice of God. He speaks through this language called desires. You know, it's a whisper a lot of times. It's not always loud. He can speak loud. I mean, he can split the the sycamores or he can do whatever he wants to do. But sometimes he speaks in a very quiet way, a very whispery way. And he proved this fact. And and as he spoke to Elijah, Elijah was up on a, uh, out of the cave and he walks to the edge of the cave in first Kings 19, 12. And it says this, and after the earthquake, there was a, anybody ever been in an earthquake before? Raise your right hand. I, I, I've been in a few earthquakes, but one day stood out to me three earthquakes in a day, not including all the, you know, the aftershocks, all, all that stuff. Three pure earthquakes. I mean, we load the dishes back in the cabinets and, you know, pictures on the wall, and then they get kind of emptied again. Not totally, but you know what I'm saying, from earthquakes. My wife is riding in her, like, I don't know, like 1970, we call it the Aqua Volvo old school Bobo, she dives, she gets out of the car, thinks the wheels are coming off the car. In in one day, I think it was a 6.9, a 7.0 and a 7.3 in Northern California. It's like, man, I think, or 7.1, something like that. All I know is that I'm I'm thinking, I got to get out of this place. (laughs) I got to get out of Northern Idaho, man. You walk outside and the electric lines are like, You ever been in those type of earthquakes? You know, Elijah was uh, dealing with this earthquake, but that wasn't the voice of God. He was talking about also a fire and a wind and so forth, things that are noisy and radical and so forth and so on. And and after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. So, so many times the earthquakes and the fires and the winds and the noise and the emails and the Facebook and the Instagrams and the TVs and the, the buses and, the, and the, the, the traffic and the everything is, 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 is overtaking the gentle whisper. And he wants us to hear the gentle whisper. Sometimes it is in the desire that he's put inside of you, that he is speaking. I believe in this language. Let me give you a couple examples this morning. I was a single man uh, asked to judge a bodybuilding competition in Northern California at this university called Humboldt State University. Anybody ever heard of Humboldt County? I hope hope you're screaming for the right reasons. No, you are I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> Humble's got a lot of, a lot of baggage, you know, a lot of, a lot of reasons why people like that. Humble, it's a beautiful place, beautiful. Got married there, 
on a rock at the edge of the ocean. Anyway, it's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about that leads to that is that I, I, I was asked to judge this bodybuilding competition with three judges and they asked us to bounce on the stage. And when I did, I, I, I stood on the stage and I looked and right in that area was like this really beautiful woman. And I just kind of said, I'm going to meet her at intermission. I'm just going to kind of run into her in intermission. Now, I, I love Jesus. Born again, spirit-filled. I hadn't been saved that long. I was single, you know. And so I did at intermission. I ran into this beautiful woman. I walked by her and I said, it didn't matter to me that her boyfriend was with her. <laughs> it just didn't really matter. I, I wasn't doing, I just said, hi. Just. And he's a Miami Dolphin football player at the time too. He's a good looking guy. I didn't really even pay attention. Just like, hi. Not, not knowing, having not any clue that he asked her, do you know that dude? She's like, nope. <laughs> and then that's over with, and I'm in the gym one day. I managed a gym for a while, worked in the gym. I was kind of a gym rat. And, and the same beautiful woman walks in the gym. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> I walk up to her, hey, you remember me? No, blew me off like a bad habit. Well, throughout time, there was a, there was, of course, the natural attraction. But I want to let you know that throughout of that, throughout that time, I heard the voice of God. I think that I heard the voice of God here. And I think I heard the voice of God here. I had a strong desire. I think it was a God-given desire. That beautiful woman is now my beautiful wife, Radine. And, um, um, I, you know, she, she, we became, even with her boyfriend, we became like best of friends in the gym. And I invited her to church in the home. Church in the home would have been what we would call city groups here. And she came to a city group, a church in the home, and got radically saved and then baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and she's kind of witnessing to her boyfriend in Florida. Super, super nice dude. Really nice guy. I actually took him to lunch and shared the gospel with him. And, he, you know, I don't know where he is today in the sense of his walk with the Lord. But at that time, he didn't want to really have anything to do with God. And so they broke it off. And so page, page two, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. We're married. I remember when, you know, I had someone tell me, yeah, I, J.O., you know, kind of like this, you know, young brothers in the Lord, they always are hearing kind of, you know, they're going to marry someone. But I know that I knew that I heard about Radine. I knew that God put 
that desire in my heart. And uh, even though we had some ups and downs, uh, we just celebrated 28 years of marriage. I'm telling you, let me, let me say something to all the single people. Let me, let me, this is for free. You want to be led by the desire of God in your heart and not a lustful desire. You need to hear that today. If you're led by lust, then Jesus is not number one. If you're led by, if you get married out of lust, let me tell you, when you're single, you can do about anything you want to do, right? When you're married, you don't get to do everything that you want to do, right? Why do you say that? Because you better marry the right person. And it better not be led out of lust. You want to be led by the delight, by the desire that God put in your heart. You want that one person. Let me tell you right now, lust will flee. What are you going to do after, after, after the lust is gone? Oh, I, I, I guess I'm out of love. Well, was you ever in love? Or was you just lust led and lust filled? And no, there is a desire, that God, a God-given desire that you need to discern that I believe is a language of the Father that wants to lead you to the right person. Amen. Single people. That's for free. God put that desire. By the way, her name is Ray Dean. And I know that if you've been around, you've heard this story before. But my, my dad's name was Billy Ray. And my mom was Geraldine. And how many of you are married to a person that has your mom and your dad's name, Ray Dean? I'm telling you, it was a God, God desire. God speaks a language of desire. I don't believe it. I'm still here. I'm still here to convince you today. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will also give you the desire of your heart. I remember Seth, he's graduated from high school, desiring to go to school. He's looking at letters and looking at universities and his websites and got letters from different places, whatever. And one day he desired to go over to Spokane to look at Whitworth. Anybody ever been to the campus Whitworth before? That's good. We go over there, and all of a sudden, it just clicked. He's like, wow, this is where I'd like to go to school. Began to talk to administration or the administration office or whoever it was at the time. Why we just kind of walked around. Beautiful, beautiful university, beautiful campus. And they immediately gave him this thing called presidential scholarship, which is good. But presidential scholarship is this much, and... The, the full amount is this much. There's a huge gap of finances, right? This is pretty expensive to go to. And we're just saying, hey, it's okay, son. You know, God's going to, you know, this is where you want to go. I, I, I just believe God. If it's his will, it's his bill, right? Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so he's the provider anyway. And so... He wants to go there, big gap in between of what he could get in presidential scholarship and what we would pay, and you know, it's going to be good, son. He decides to go and compete. To, I think he signed up for it, and they invited him. It was kind of a double, was it a double portion thing? Just an invitation. So he goes and competes with 100 students, 100 students from everywhere. And I remember him leaving because it was kind of a, a, a week or two after Valentine's Day. I'd preached on love. And, and, and he goes over there and he competes with 100 students. 
and it's on a Sunday evening. I remember when he went and he competed on Sunday, was over there Monday morning, he come home Monday night, and he said something, it's been years ago, but he said something to some great degree, hey man, these people are really smart, dad. I mean, they're like, whoo, book, you know, wow. I said, son, let's just pray, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, dad and mom's gonna do what we can do, et cetera, et cetera. And it was on a Monday. Now, it's Saturday morning. Just forgot about it kind of deal. Prayed about it. God laid it up on my heart. It's Saturday morning. My daughter runs out in the garage and says, Daddy, Daddy, get in the house. I'm like, Jamie just typically didn't do that. So I go in the house. How many of you remember the cordless phones? <laughs> Sets on this white cordless phone, and he's gray and white. And he's got a big crocodile tear and this is all he does I, I i walk in and i don't see ray dean and jamie's like hysterical and sets on the phone and all he does is he does this he goes he won they're like oh that's nice he, he, he won he won one hundred and twelve thousand dollars he won full ride scholarship in the sense of education why do you say that J.O. because he desired to go there the desire was of the father the language of the father is sometimes desire and God put that desire in his heart I had not heard him desiring to go somewhere like Whitworth man he said in God gave him favor and God blessed him with that full ride educational scholarship I want to let you know that God speaks through desires. I think the desires get sometimes, you think, wow, the enemy comes in to deceive you. You know, God's not that good. Or, you know, that's not really from God. And, and all of a sudden, there's, it gets warped up and fear surrounds it. And, and you just kind of lose the, the desire that was originally there. I think God wants to kind of just blow those things off of your life tonight, uh, this morning, so that you can absolutely be fully alive and pursue the thing that God put in your heart. Jamie's at five years old, my daughter, she wanted to marry. At five years old, she wanted to marry a youth pastor. <laughs> five years old. Guess, guess, guess who she's married to? Topher. Guess what Topher is? Can somebody say youth pastor? You don't believe that God speaks through the desire? I'm going to tell you right now, it is too stinking late. He speaks through a language of the Father. My wife loves, loves, loves to write. She's a writer. I mean, journals throughout the years, I'm, books, and oh my goodness, she is a writer. She hasn't got one published yet, but she's like written books and parts of books. And now God gives, he speaks through desire. She writes for an amazing magazine now. I want to let you know that God speaks through Desires. I, I, I want you to look at, uh, uh, I want you to just hear this story uh, this morning. A story, one of the, I'm going to read two stories out of this book. One is, is about uh, Jillian Lynn, and it says this. On New Year's Day 2014, a British ballerina named Jillian Lynn was named Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire. I'm like, what in the world? It is the highest honors bestowed upon a civilian for a non-combatant contribution to the United Kingdom. 
On her 20th birthday, Jillian was cast as a soloist, soloist in the Royal Ballet Sleeping Beauty, and she's never looked back. Skip down, it says, but like every other success story, it started out as nothing more than a single cell desire. When Jillian was a schoolgirl in the 1930s, teachers were concerned that she had a learning disorder because she couldn't sit still. Her fidgetiness would probably be diagnosed as ADHD today, but that wasn't a consideration back then. So she was taken to a specialist who listened to Jillian's concerned mother recounted for her eight-year-old uh, little issues. 20 minutes into the conversation, the doctor asked Jillian's mother for a word in private. As they left counseling, uh, the counseling room, look, 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 he turned on the radio and told Miss Lynn to watch. Jillian immediately got up and started moving to the music. The discerning doctor said, Miss Lynn, Jillian isn't sick. She's a dancer. Take her to dance school. And that's what Jillian's mother did. I can't tell you, quote, I can't tell you how wonderful it was, said Jillian. We walked into this room, and it was full of people like me, people who couldn't sit still, people who had to move to think. It was almost as Jillian was were reborn, and all through, although eight decades later, now in her 80s, had come and gone, the desire to dance is still the driving force of her life. After sharing Jillian's story in the most watched TED Talk in history, Do Skills Kill Creativity? Education expert Sir Ken Robinson noted the brilliance of the specialist. Somebody else might have put her on medication and told her to calm down. I'm all for doctors. I'm just saying that everyone has to be careful because guess where that desire came from? Guess where that dance desire came from, church? It came from the Father. God put that in that young lady. American psychologist Abraham Maslow May said it, he said it this way. A musician must make music. A builder must build. An artist must paint. A poet must write. If he's to be be ultimately at peace with himself. And I would add to it, a preacher must preach. A climber must climb. A singer must sing. A writer must write. Come on, a hunter must hunt. Come on, somebody. It's the, it's the way, it's the, it's the language of the, of, the, of, the, of the Father, and the devil wants to absolutely try to cover that up with fear and tell you God isn't that good that's just of you and once again I'm not talking about shameful desires or lustful desires or idolatry desires but I'm talking about a God-given desire that God has put in you from the very beginning it is the language of the father and if you delight yourself in him he also will give you the desire of your heart some of you have heard about this story before, it's also in this book. It says, on the morning of July 11th, 1924, Eric Liddell 
was preparing to run the 400-meter race at the Paris Olympics. Liddell was withdrawn from the 100-meter competition, a race he was favored to win because he refused to run on Sunday. And I just thought, wow, how cool is that? As he prepared for the 400-meter race, which is uh, not his strongest event, he was handed a slip uh, of paper with a paraphrase of uh, 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 1 Samuel 2.30. It says this, those who honor me, I will honor. Despite the drawing of the outside line, the flying Scotsman broke the Olympic and world's record with a time of 47.6 seconds and won the gold medal. In the 1981 Oscar-winning film, Chariots of Fire, Eric's sister doesn't understand the devotion to the track and tries to convince him to give up running and go to move to China. He eventually went and served there as a missionary for 18 years. But he also believed that God was the one who gave him the desire to run. God made me fast, explained Eric. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. <laughs> A few centuries ago, the litmus test within the church determined whether if something was sinful or not was this. Did you take pleasure in it? If so, it's sin. That is ridiculous, legalistic, foolish, religious, and I could just keep going not biblical because you know what? God wouldn't even pass that test. From the very beginning, Genesis 1, 3 through 4, God said this. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. You know what that word good means? A, a portion of that, 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 the definition of good, the, 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 the Hebrew word tov, it means pleasant, pleasure, precious, prosperity, ready, sweet, wealth, welfare, well. God took pleasure. He took pleasure in what he created. Wow. God wouldn't even pass the test of, 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 of the, those who put that religious test out there. If you enjoy it, it's not of God. Come on. He speaks through desire. And he gives you the desire of your heart. I, J-O, saw Radine, a creation of the Father. And she was good. <laughs> he enjoys us, his creation. And I want to let you know, we should enjoy what God enjoys. If it's good to God, it should be good to you and I. John Piper said this way, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Uh, I risk telling this last story. I risk defending people. But I have a pastor friend that says this. Uh, build a bridge and get over it. Is that okay? So I'm, I, I, I know that. I, I just want to share it because I think it proves a point of desire. Okay? And I understand in advance that this could be a little risky. So go ahead and start building a bridge. Here we go. So a few years ago, I uh, felt like the Lord spoke to me 
through his word and through desire in my heart that I was going to get an elk that year. Okay? It's like, wow. And, and I, uh, I was excited about it. I hunted with a really good friend of mine from, uh, from Old Town, a pastor up there, Pastor Jeff. And we hunted. I mean, we hunted hard. And, and now it's the end of the season. And I've been reading this word. And I just felt like the Lord spoke to me. And it's bow season's over with. And I have no elk. I'm like, it was just kind of different. I just, just kind of felt, I just walked by faith and felt like God spoke to me in desire and in my heart and mind. And I even talked to Bob Grimm, the gentleman that preached here last week. I talked to Bob Grimm about it and just shared with him. Well, if you're an archery hunter, uh, you know this kind of situation that I, Idaho does. Idaho gives archery hunters five days to hunt with a rifle. And I don't ever remember ever in the past, probably even seeing an elk in those five days because it's five days right after gun season, okay? All the elk are hiding up in the trees and, you know, they're, they, they go on elk planet somewhere. I don't, they, they, they leave the earth. I don't know where they go. Kind of, and I'm, I'm playing right now. But all of a sudden I had one day to go out on a Monday, my day off to go up there. And I walk in this back area and I look and there's a bull elk eating about 75 yards from me. And God blessed me with that elk. And I just knew, I just knew that God confirmed his word through his word and through desire. Church, why do you preach this today? We need to know that God speaks in other ways than the way that I'm talking to you. And we're going to continue to talk about languages of how God speaks. But there's people in this room right now that God has given you desires. And because of religion and tradition and lies of the enemy and on and on and on, you haven't really walked in your God-given desires that he put in you. Not, not, not that someone else put in you, but God put in you. Sometimes men will tell you what you need to do, and they'll put their desires in your heart. But I want to tell you, God put, if you're a businessman, you need to do business. you're a doctor and that's what God you need to you need to doctor it if you're a singer you need to sing whatever God's put in your heart I believe for you to be fully alive and to truly walk in in shalom the peace of God you need to walk in the voice of God and one of his language is desire and quit listening to all the noise and all the fear and what everyone else may have told you and what has God put inside of you.